Greetings, and welcome to the Pampering Myself podcast, an advocacy for self-care. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and most importantly, we'll learn that you can't pour from an empty cup. You'll hear stories, interviews, and conversations which will empower you in living your best life. Hello, 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 podcast listeners. We're just one week away from the official spring season. Yay! Spring symbolizes a time of regrowth and rebirth. Just imagine, the trees will begin to grow buds, plants will start to flower, lawns will turn green, birds will begin to sing, and the days will last longer. To God be the glory. Truly a season of regrowth and rebirth. Now, I want to sidetrack here just for a minute to acknowledge that it's been a full year since COVID totally disrupted our lives. And thankfully, things are finally getting back to some sense of normalcy. I'm not sure um, if things will ever be the same or do we really want them to be the same, but it depends on what you mean and who you ask. All I know is we just need to praise God with that we are still here and for you all to be safe. Now, spring is a time when you think about getting your house and your yard in order, better known as spring cleaning. And my neighbors have already begun to work by putting up some siding and gutters about two weeks ago. And it was good to see a sign of things that are moving forward. And I'm looking forward to the day that we can gather without worrying about this virus because I miss gathering with friends and family like most of you um, traveling. I know last year we had to cancel a family reunion. We canceled a girls cruise that we had scheduled. Um, And like so many, we all had to cancel plans of of traveling. I miss my club members and all the organizations that I'm involved in. Um, Even though we had meetings over Zoom, well, it's not the same. But in any case, hope is on the horizon and I'm looking forward to um, all of us being able to gather safely uh, back in the place again. And as for spring cleaning... Well, I'm not looking forward so much to all the work that's involved, especially on the outside, because I don't like digging uh, under bushes. Dirt doesn't bother me. It's it's just the unknown that is um, hiding or lurking inside of a, a bush somewhere. I'm a little um, creepy when it comes to those uh, critters or anything that could crawl out or get on me. But I know that I'll enjoy the fruits of my labor. Now, we've talked a lot about in this past podcast about distressing our lives, um, using certain tools like meditation, um, exercising, massages, um, vegans, Um, learning how to say no, and the list goes on, which is all vital to our physical and mental well-being, as we know. But over the next few episodes, I like to talk about our environmental health, the things that surround us on a daily basis, which you may or may not have considered. Our homes. 
Joseph Ferrari is a professor at DePaul University in Chicago, and he said, quote, Clutter is an overabundance of possessions that collectively create chaotic and disordered living spaces, unquote. Now, I've never really thought of my stuff as clutter, and I'm sure you haven't either. And let me give you an example. I have a collection of Annie Lee pieces, um, actually nine pieces, as a matter of fact, that I display in a beautiful um, wooden cabinet. Now, Annie Lee was an artist known for her depiction of African-Americans' everyday life. And her artwork was characterized by images. And these images would have no faces on them. So in other words, they would, you know, have the bodies, the, all the other features, just no face. And they would be in a scenario, whatever scenario she had them in. But this would allow you to see the image, you in this image. Now, the body language on her images displayed the emotions and the expressions, and that's what drew me into her artwork. One of my favorites, and actually the very first piece that I bought was called Blue Monday. It depicts a lady slumped on the side of her bed. Her hair is up in rollers. And the detail in this piece, as all of her pieces, are really awesome. Girlfriend looked like she was really struggling. So as she's sitting on the side of this bed, slumped over, I could see myself in her image. Every Monday morning that I had to wake up and go to work back in the day, that's because I had hung out too much. Now, I don't consider that clutter. First of all, I paid a nice penny for um, her pieces, which are collector's items. And so... When we talk about clutter, it doesn't necessarily mean it's, you know, something you got from a dollar store or something that you paid uh, $10,000 for. It's just the items itself and usually whatnots and all of those little trinkets of things are, well, that's the beginning of clutter. Or it could be a pile of clothes or something that you have that's just not well organized or kept. So today we're going to talk about what the science says about clutter. And then we're going to see if maybe we can do something about it. Now I read this article titled, How Decluttering Can Improve Physical and Mental Health. And I found it very interesting. Now the first truth for me was, how stuff in your house or your workspace can make you feel anxious. And I know that to be true. Because even in my work, my office, when I was in the office, when my desk got to a certain point of being too cluttered or I felt it was gritty on the top because housekeeping did not touch anything on our desk. So you were responsible for cleaning the dust and um, wiping down your desk, your monitor, etc. When it got to the point where I couldn't do it anymore, I had to stop working and go into cleaning mode. Now I keep a clean house, but every now and then I will let things get out of hand. For example, for me, that might mean I'll go to bed at night with a few dishes in the sink. And I do mean a few dishes because my norm is my 
kitchen is spotless. I don't even want to see water water dribbles or whatever in the sink. So I'll take a towel and wipe it completely dry. Or I can let the clothes hamper build up until the, you know, clothes are at the top. Or I might let vacuuming um, go for more than three days. But you get the point. But if I let these items go unattended for more than a short amount of time, then they do stress me out. Now, there's research studies for everything, and I do mean everything. Anything that you can possibly consider, there is a study done by it. So here we go. Research shows that clutter can be bad for your physical and mental health, citing evidence that women are more likely to be depressed in what they call a restorative home versus a stressful home. Now, what is this restorative home? A restorative home being one cluttered free. It's well organized. All the home improvement projects are completed as opposed to, like the professor, defined as an overabundance of possessions that collectively create chaos and disorderly spaces or have completed home improvement projects. In other words, you just have stuff everywhere. Now, I can only imagine with kids being home and people working at home all due to COVID that it could add up to what we call clutter. And although I have an uh, office slash study in my house, I don't like to mix home and work in there. So I choose my dining room table as my workspace. Because we only sit in the dining room, mostly during like formal holidays, dinners, etc. So Monday through Friday, my dining room table is a mess. But on Friday, I have to pack everything up and put it away because I don't want to see it. It, in a sense, stressed me out. Now, I told you I keep a clean house, but that means that my stuff is somewhere. It's either in the basement in a closet or somewhere. And those are the things that will stress me out. If I go to a closet looking for something in particular and it's packed from the floor up with boxes or bags, that stresses me out. And so this year, although last year when COVID first started, I went on a cleaning spree and got rid of um, quite a few things. And this year, I have intentions of now things that may have made it through the last cut and I still haven't done anything with or don't see any immediate uh, future of using it. It has to go and it has to go whether um, whether I sell it, whether I give it away or whether I throw it away. One of those three places it'll go. So you may or may not know that your environment is a cause of your stress or anxiety, but research shows that decluttering can reduce stress, help you sleep better, boost your productivity, eat healthier, and lose weight. And I believe all those things that it can do are true because I have witnessed it. Um, I shared with you 
my cabinet, my spice cabinet. Oh, it was a nightmare. When you open up the um, cabinet door, there would be this whole, I had two shelves with nothing but spices on it. When I finally decided that I had enough because every time we decide to make something or cook something, I could never find a spice. And I found myself buying the same spice over and over because I could never find the spice. So what I decided to do one day when I was really fed up is I had a a spindle on my counter that held bottles with spices in it. And I had two drawers up on the top that held spices in it. And the ones that were on the top drawer were empty, basically. And the spindle had spices I didn't even use in it. So I decided I was going to give my daughter, she asked for the spindle spice rack. So I relabeled everything in there for her, gave that to her, ordered me new bottles to go in the cabinet. I ended up at the end of the day with 75. 75 bottles of spices. Well, now they are all labeled, neatly displayed in those cabinets, inside those racks, in alphabetical order. Problem solved. And so it doesn't stress me out. I don't buy uh, over um, spices that I don't need anymore. And um, I resolve the problem. So as you begin your spring cleaning project, take note that if it makes how it makes you feel when you're complete. On the other hand, if you're feeling closed in by your surroundings, in need of decluttering your home, lack the motivation to move forward, or perhaps in need of a new makeover, here are a few tips that work for me. Number one, have a plan. Decide on what it is you want to accomplish. For me, it was it was really all the rooms. I knew I wanted to do all the rooms, including drawers, closets, windows, and furniture. And yes, that's a lot of work when you talk about uh, a big picture, but it's not a marathon. So I didn't feel overwhelmed. And if you do a major clean twice a year and maintain in between, it's really not that big of a project. That's why my niece always commented that my house is always clean because that's what she sees. But she has no idea that I still, I mean, it's a lot of work involved and it's an ongoing project. So what I also discovered, number two, was to complete one room at a time. That way you can see progress. I used to try doing all the windows in the house. Then I would go around and do all the closets in the house. But that didn't work because I felt defeated. Uh, The one room at a time made me more productive and rewarding because I felt like I had accomplished something. If I just did closets, then that room still had things that needed to be done. I felt it was never complete. And I may give up and move on, and and it would never um, happen. So one room at a time, take small steps. That leads me to the third tip. Start with the smallest room. That way you don't get burned out too soon, and you'll see the benefits sooner. So if I go into a room, we have three bedrooms, and we only use one. So I, well, 
the guest room I use for my overflow of crafting stuff or all the other stuff, the closet, everything that I don't need. The, dra the drawers are empty, but I basically use the top of the dresser and the closet. So that room I will go in. The, the other room was my daughter's room, which is still intact. Um, so really you can say we have two guest rooms, but she still has clothes in there from when she moved out uh, three years ago. And stuff in the drawer she'll periodically come back and look for. But I never have to clean that room. So it's the um, guest room and the bedroom. So what I did was small. start with the smallest room first. And then when I finish that, I feel like I have accomplished something. And then I move on to the next, the easiest room. I do all the easy rooms first because they're quick and fast. And it's not much to do in those. And that gives me a sense of accomplishment. Number four is determine how you want to value those sentimental items. Um, because there are some items that I have around, um, for example, in my um, curio or on top of uh, the stereo, enter the entertainment system, candles, um, whatnots, things that are really unnecessary. Um, some of them have sentimental values. They either belong to um, one of my parents or one of my husband's parents or uh, one of my great niece or nephews or someone, my daughter, uh, have some sentimental value. Um, but it's, it's stuff. And I understand that sometimes we get connected with that stuff and it's been there, some of it for years. And, and so now I think I can put it away. And what I have decided is I'm going to get a box, one box, not a very big box. And I'm going to just save if, if it's about remembrance or anything like that, just to just to have a keepsake one item and the rest will have to go and it'll have to go in whichever method that you know I'm comfortable with um, in getting rid of it whether it's to give it away or whatever I decide to do with it it does have to go so I hope that those tips will help you as we approach spring and we get into the whole thought of renew and rebirth and regenerating not only our, our minds and our bodies, but our surroundings, because that does affect our mood and determine um, our state of mind. So keep this in mind. Spring cleaning is not only about organizing or getting rid of clutter. It's also about renewing and refreshing your overall well-being. Because I know that at the end of the day, how, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, but how um, you feel when you finish, when you accomplish something and, and you can sit in it. I would much rather sit in a nice, clean, clutter-free um, room than one that's chaotic, too much stuff going on. 
So all the little whatnots and the cute little things that I had purchased over the years and, you know, and they're really nice. It's time to go. And you can repurpose them, give them away. When my daughter first moved into her first place, that's what I did. Oh, hey, can I have those? Yeah, you know, I paid a lot of money for those. But, you know, I've had them for so many years. I've looked at them for the last 10 or 15 years. Yes. they. So when I go to her house, I see them. They look nice. Um, but I got tired of looking at them. And, and they were just decluttering. You know, they were cluttering my space. And so I got rid of them. I have a statue now on my table that that is almost 40 years old. It's a mother and child embracing. Um, I bought it at the hospital when I first started working there. It's nice. It's it's perfectly um, in the perfect position where it's at. But um, one day is I'm going to give it away. Um, There's nothing wrong with it. But I'm trying to get rid of things that um, no longer suit me or are environmental friendly, as we'll say. So with that in mind, I'd like to leave you with this thought. Spring cleaning is not only about organizing or getting rid of clutter. It's also about renewing and refreshing your overall health. Have a blessed and safe day. And until next time, remember to pamper yourself.